Hello everyone, how are we all today? Uh, yeah, it's me back again for the third stint in the recording booth. This booth that seems to get hotter every time I come in here, which is not nice at all. Uh, I'm joined with a wonderful co-host. Hi, it's Jess. I was on the last uh, 8-Bit News with Maisie. Were indeed, were indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, so, today we're going to be discussing uh, video games that deal with mental health. Um, which is quite a, it's quite a difficult topic to tackle in the form of a video game, but a lot of games have given it a go. And a lot of them have done it really well. Mm, it depends whether they ha- tackled it head on or used it to base their storyline. It just mm. depends both, on what you Both at. can work. Both are like, they're both very different topics of doing it. Some do it with side characters. They'll, ha- they'll leave the main character alone and they'll be like, the side character can have this thing. And that can actually drive the plot uh, in some cases. And the first one that I've got uh, written down over there is because my laptop is currently behind me yeah, and that has the list literally over there well, i don't know why you don't bring it in front my of wire you. won't go that far and oh. i can't unplug it because it will then turn off my laptop <laughs> is awful um but just to spin you a little picture of the room here we're in it's a very small room but my laptop is currently over my shoulder and for every time i want to have a look at what game we're talking about i have to turn around and go and look at the actual laptop so I will have to stop speaking, meaning you're going to have to fill the dead space. There we go, because I think most of those are new. Yeah. Uh, for example, To the Moon is on the list. That's one of the ones we'll yep. be discussing as well as to Halo. To the Moon's there. Halo's there. Uh, um, I can Gears think of, of War others. is there. We've got um, Max Payne, I think, is there. I can uh, think of some others that are more indirect. Do you want to start with some of yours? Yeah, sure. Because that will mean I have to run less. <laughs> um, well, one of the ones I can think of without being direct is uh, The Last of Us. Especially when you include the DLC, Mm. because uh, you know at first you're just this guy, you've lost your daughter, and you basically do uh, well. You run in the city to take packages from one place to another and get more ration cards Mm. in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, And you meet this girl who is immune to the effects Mm. of the Cordyceps virus, which is the zombie Y post-apocalyptic. May I add? May may I just add quickly? It's (laughs) not a virus; it's just a fungal infection. Oh, it's fungal. just thought I'd point that out. I'm a biology student. I would be struck down by the gods if I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for correcting yeah. me, though, because it is a fungus. There's some of the uh, zombies end yeah. up turning into a literal mm. giant mushroom yeah. that, you know, emits spores. So and it is, it is actually a real fungus. Uh, look it up. Cordyceps are a real thing. They actually infect ants in the Amazon, and they will force them to climb up a tree and then grab onto the highest branch or leaf they can find, at which point the cordyceps will then sprout through the ant's head and be all like, Okay, this is cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like just, it just spore everything, and then hopefully another ant will come along and be all like, "Ooh, look no, at this!" And it drives the ant mad and gets mm. it to kill its own species um, yeah, as yeah. a form of being able to spread it, because a dead ant will get infected with the spores just as well yeah, and yeah. turn into a giant spore. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we're off. Massively off topic there. Well, no, that's not as bad as what me and Maisie did. Yeah. Um, but. The you may meet the girl Ellie, uh, and you on a mission to get her to the Fireflies, which is the resistant group of the government mm. trying to find a cure. Um, not the song by Owl City. Yeah, no, definitely not. Which the song. is just really annoying. These Fireflies yeah. blow people up, so yeah, definitely not. No, 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 um, not as not as child friendly <laughs> as the song by Owl City. So don't uh, worry about it. But they, uh, the leader is cool. Is a um, very nice. Uh, Nice. Uh, a gorgeous black lady um, play called Marlene, mm. who's actually quite a famous actress doing live action mo-cap. as well as uh, a little bit of mo- little bit of the mocaps. Yeah. The mocap. Um, oh, did you see the um, alternate ending for yes. it? Yes, I where did. what they did was they um, 
They didn't tell anyone else what was going to happen. They just Apart told. They just told yeah. Troy Baker. No, they told. They, tell they told Marlene that something was going. Oh no, she started it, and they yeah, told Troy they that they were going to try something can different. You, uh, yeah. Do the scene in this way, and yeah. then everyone just went with it. Yeah. And what they did was they uh, they ended up singing the entirety of the scene. Mm. So Marlene, the actress who plays her, sort of starts off and she sings this line. And Troy Baker's like, I know what's going on here. He and just he sings back. He plays with it. He takes, just takes goes straight with it. Just for him to wrap his head around the fact yeah. that she just sung at him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he returns, he retorts with more singing. Yeah. It's a brilliant thing. If you haven't seen it and you're interested in video games, go and watch that because mm. it's so funny. It's them. It's not it's even so animated because no. obviously there was no point. Yeah. But it was they a should've. bit of fun. They should have animated it. That it would, would be so much weird. funnier. But moving back to where we were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, back to the topic. The point of it is that the only way they can create a cure with Ellie is by removing her brain. Mm. And I'm not going to say spoilers because the game has been out for years yeah. and the second one should be coming out soon. So we, mm. you know, it, second you one I believe know, is coming out next year. And Ellie, Ellie's okay because she's in the second one. Yep. So it's fine. Um, and because the cordyceps mushroom grows all over the brain. So they'd find the cure by taking her brain out and analyzing it, etc., which mm. would kill her. Um, for obvious reasons indeed and they released uh, a naughty dog released Mm. a DLC where you find out how Ellie got infected and this section where Ellie and Joel um, weren't together and he got hurt and you didn't know how he got better and they fill in the gap and they show you how she got infected in the first place Mm. and it was actually her and her best friend you actually find out that Ellie could be a lesbian or bisexual. Fair enough. But they both got infected mm-hmm. and her friend Riley turned, but Ellie didn't. And at the end of the first game, without the DLC is uh, extra... Um, mm. What's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea what the word you're looking for is. I have I've no no clue where you're going with this. Where you're going the, with this the, thing. E- um, the ending is super emotional. No, not the end. I'm thinking of... Um, Exposition. The exposition. Yeah, the extra exposition. Uh, anyway, but she tells Joel at the end that she and her friend got infected, mm. but she was still waiting for her turn. So Aww. this whole time that you go through the game with her, it's hours of gameplay where you talk about teaching her how to play guitar and getting her to learn how to swim and all this stuff because it's the reason you have mm. more puzzles in and the game. And then like stroking giraffes and yeah, being all cool and then oh, that was stabbing a, that a dude to death when she gets in prison because she can look after herself. Yeah. She don't need Ellie's no man. She's a strong, independent, tiny woman. Ellie is awesome. Yeah. But this whole time, she knew what being the answer for a cure would be mm. and she'd been waiting for it. It was the thing that kept her going that she was going to die. Yeah, which is really sad. If that is not that's really highest form of depression. Yeah, that's. Then I don't know what it is. That's really, that's really depressing. Actually, that's really quite sad. But also, Joel is exactly Joel. Joel is um he's in denial uh because it again like spoilers for the start of the game that is like so old now just. I think play he's it. 50 to 60 um, yeah. in the game, but his daughter... His, in the prologue of the game, you you play and yeah. you find this blonde girl who is his daughter, and you're like, there was no blonde girl on the box art. This this isn't going to end well. And you follow them through this whole escape sequence where they're trying to escape uh, the initial infection and all mm. the army soldiers coming in and trying to gun people down, and they escape. And eventually what happens is they're confronted by a man with a gun 
who is told that he has to kill them. As the soldier and of the government, yeah. because they're in a possible affected mm. area, so he has to kill them. He has to, he has no and choice. He, he argues over the radio. Yeah. He argues that he should save them, but there is nothing he can do. So he has to kill them. So he takes a shot, and they take a fall, and then, I think it's Joel's brother? Yes, Tom. Uh, yeah, comes in and shoots the soldier, kills him. Um, and then, then um, you, find, then you find out that Joel's Sarah. daughter, Sarah, has been shot and she's mm. bleeding out. And you see, and the you see Baker is oh my excellent mm. in this scene because I've watched it enough mm. times, I'm not afraid to get emotional about it, but he it makes shoots me the soldier because yeah. the guy was about to kill Joel, but he hadn't been affected by any of the shots from his gun yeah. and that Sarah had taken all the damage. Mm. So after Tommy has shot the soldier, Joel's brother, um, Joel breaks down. Looks, no, Tommy looks over and says, oh God, and then you hear Sarah almost squeak almost squeal yeah. with pain and joel crawls over to her and picks him yeah. up, her up in his it arms. is genuinely one of the most it it, it got me got me in the feels right in the feels she just she's just lying there she can't even talk to him none of this yeah. last words you know um, yeah bs that you usually get mm. and she it's just not like sort of squeaks, yeah. like squeaking and, and squealing and shaking yeah. and crying because she's in so yeah. much pain and he's begging her mm. not to leave and to stay with him yeah and, and then it's the bit where he is like stuttering over his words while he's doing this mm. and he like says the same word over and over again about five times and each time it gets more like oh stop it that oh no that's the feels stop hitting the feels she just stops he yeah. looks up at his brother and when he looks back down she's already gone mm. and her eyes are open he's holding onto her hand yeah and you know troy baker is so brilliant he's so in brilliant in he, that role he honestly holds onto her shakes rocks back and forward with his dead daughter in his arms and sobs so hard mm. and it's like I don't know about anyone else, but when when men like is in big men show real emotion, that always gets me really hard. Well, then I have a game that will get you right in the feels again. <laughs> Gears of War, not a game that you'd expect would deal with anything to do with mental illness, or a game that you'd d- deal with anything to do with the feels, because it's all about chainsawing people's faces off and yeah, shooting them in the face with big so explosions. And yeah. Hated Ellie because he reminded her him uh, yeah. of his daughter, so yeah. he was depressed the whole time. Mm just kept going because he didn't want to die but he was just didn't yeah. know what to do with himself yeah but in gears of war there is a character called dom santiago and if you played gears of war you know where this is going but if you haven't uh it's quite the shock dom's entire thing is that he joined the military um because the locust who are the enemy of the game they rose up from the ground and they stole his wife um, they it's not like a Mario situation. Yeah, they took a bunch of like prisoners of war and they it, so they experiment the they experiment on them. And so he knows that his wife has been stolen and taken and possibly killed, but he wants to find her so bad. And that's his entire driving motivation for the series. He wants to find his wife and he needs to find her. Sorry about that, my mic's gone loose. Just it's all good. It. We'll just fix the mic. Yep, it's just um, it's, I need to turn yeah. it because otherwise that's why it's having issues. There we go. Fall out of the it will just slip down. Yeah, just whatever. raise it. Just, just, just but um, so throughout the entire series, really, of the first, I think I, th- I can't remember precisely which game it is he dies in, but it could be two. It could be three. I think I saw that scene because yeah. it was on a top ten of most heart wrenching character deaths in games. Probably was. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. Was he the uh, him and don't his dad yeah. end up? Don't they? Uh, no, I don't think his dad does. Or his 
brother. He doesn't have a brother. It's just his wife. Okay, because then wa- I'm thinking so, yeah. of a different character. Same yeah. Gears of War. Same Gears of War, like but a different character. Uh, Caster something. Or oh, uh, Carmine, maybe? Oh, that might be it. Yeah, like it could be Carmine. Him and his brother or him and his dad would yeah. also got it because you love those characters. Yeah, it'll be Carmine. Um, but yeah, so Dom, his entire motivation is that he's looking for his wife. And in, I think it's probably the second game, he finds his wife. Uh, and she's gone through... Uh, a system called processing which uh, basically turns humans into husks of their former self and when he finds his wife uh, she's the same as when he first met her she's the same as when she left she was the same as when she got stolen she looks the same and then like you watch him like embrace his wife as she comes out of this pod and then it cuts back to them and she's like this husk of a woman she's just completely she's 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 not there at all Mm. and she's died and you watch him have a breakdown there because his wife's just died in front of him. And he goes into this just awful like period of just being really, really sad all the time. And then eventually what happens is the gears have been pinned down. They're in like this massive firefight. And there's feasibly no way out. And Dom isn't with them at the moment. He's gone and he has to go and do something else. And uh, they're like, we need backup now. And Dom gets in an oil tanker, and there's like this massive like thing coming out of the ground. This he gets in like a suicide story. He gets in an oil tanker, and he straps his wife, the corpse of his wife, to the roof of the tanker, so oh they can go out God. together. Um, because technically she's still alive, but there's her no way back. Still alive, but her soul's yeah. left her, basically. Yeah, and he like takes here. He takes his wife with her, with him, and he takes this tanker and drives it into this giant thing. As Gary Jules's Mad World plays, and as he's like driving out, he comes out of a tunnel with this tanker, and the main character Marcus Phoenix looks and just like yells for his friend not to do it, despite the fact that it won't make a difference, and he just crashes into this thing. He saves his friends, but he sacrifices himself because he knows he can't be with the one he loves, and that is like truly tragic. And it it again right in the feels, right in right in the damn feels. For me, got me, got me in the feel sack. It's it's just below your sternum. That's where <laughs> your feel sack. Same place as your stomach. It's like a similar, it's a similar place. But yeah, it, that really got me, and that's a really good like representation of some of the extremes that people will go to to cope with things like loss. That one sounds a lot like. Well, it leads into one of the next games, which is To the Moon, mm. which actually it spends a long time. The whole point is to deal with loss, but it spends a long time getting to one of the main points of the entire mm. story um, because you have this old man who wants to um, get a wish fulfilled before he dies, in which they go into his memory and almost sort of reprogram it to get different, you know, different memories. Um, and you see his past and you see um, his wife and, you know, her slowly deteriorating because she ends mm. up. She's got a mental disorder, doesn't she? I think so. That affects the way she thinks. I don't remember exactly what it was. From, I don't know enough to make the assumption, although I'm saying I don't, I'm saying right now I don't know for sure, but it almost seems like she has some form of autism. I'm not sure. She seemed a bit more. Let um, me have a look. I will check. I've got a keyboard here and a if you can hear any laughing in the background, that's the guys playing Wii Sports. If you want to watch that, go over to our Twitch stream. It's at Felfam FM. 
Uh, you can watch them playing Wii Sports at the moment. I can't exactly remember what's coming after Wii Sports. I think it's Lego Star Wars. Uh, it might be. But I think um, I'm doing Lego Star Wars after When that. you leaned over, I couldn't really hear you, so... Right, so what is it? It's uh, um, to the Moon, Rivers, Disorder. That's not to, that's, that's Oat 2. Yeah, we're checking, but I think it's some form of autism because she always seemed a little bit uh, Rivers mental disorder. Oh, there you go, River Condition. Um, uh, yeah, autism. Yeah, she has autism. Because uh, she's very, she sort of is very detached from everybody else. And she yeah, she also ends up with that as well when she yeah. gets older. Um, and it's very sad because her she's trying to communicate, but her husband doesn't quite understand mm. because she keeps making these paper rabbits. And then when you go back into their past on their night that they uh, spend together and they met, you know, you find out why she makes the paper rabbits. Mm. And the whole it's thing a very just becomes sad very game. sad. And also her, yeah. her his brother got run over by a car when they were five, mm. four, five, maybe six. Basically, most of these games we're talking about are going to be really sad. They were really Some sad. of them aren't very sad. Some of them are okay. Some of them are like, oh, damn. But most of them will be sad. Well, most of them will be, yeah. I, you got me in the feels game. Please don't do that. Well, To the Moon has got a most beautiful soundtrack as well. Its soundtrack really is amazing. It's part of the main reason you end up crying so much because you mm. understand what's going on and you get that it's upsetting. And then the soundtrack's just like, and cry now. Yeah, and just suddenly this yeah. really gorgeous piano music. Mm. And pretty much that's it. They just yeah. use a really nice arrangement of piano music mm. um, that started, the melody started at the very beginning, and then it plays also at the end. And it's just like, that's so beautiful, please I'm going to die now. Please stop <laughs> doing so the Please stop doing the things because you're causing me the chest pains. Yeah. Plus no. But yeah, I, that is a that's a excellent shout. It is a re it's a, that's a really good representation of like it's a good wanting and loss well. and yeah, it's, it's a really good film um, game to play because mm. it helps you understand as well because yeah. it shows um, well his river has left him the old man that you end up playing I think Joey think so or Joey was the name of his brother that he took on because his mum yeah. couldn't deal with the loss of technically her favorite out of the twins mm. which is all equally as awful yeah, and shows how certain people oops that's a good thing that mic is off yeah um deal with grief differently so just, just punched a mic yeah I did just it was looking at her funny and probably dissed her like mother or something so she <laughs> just just suck punch right hand bosh but no it was just it's a really good one because mm. it shows you that everybody reacts differently yeah. to when people die mm. and that they die at all different ages yeah. and you know um, especially with different. River. <laughs> no, don't revisit. Not going there, not going <laughs> there. <laughs> but because of River's condition, it yeah. also shows other people's um, opinions of her mm. when they know about it. Yeah. Um, and how, in some ways, very nasty Joey is about her condition sometimes. Yeah. Because of how frustrating it is that he can't mm. be as close to his wife as he'd like to be. Mm. And it just, it's very insightful. It really is. I think if you haven't played it, go and try and get a hold of it because it is an absolutely outstanding game. Um, I'd say watch YouTubers play it, but the only one that comes to mind is PewDiePie. And, uh, no. I'd go and, go and get it yourself. Maybe because he starts doing the, the beatboxing while walking around funny, yeah. and that really frustrates me. No. 
Just go and buy it for yourself. Play it for yourself. It's something you need to experience. It'll be a lot cheaper yeah. now because it came out quite really it was, long yeah, time it was ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. This is an old, old game. 2000s, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's 8-bit. So it's, it's not yeah. really complicated. It's 8-bit, just like our news, cool. but... Yeah. It is. It's it's an absolutely yeah, outstanding it game. It's it's wonderful and absolutely lovely. The backgrounds are really well done, and mm. despite it being pixelated graphics, it is really really pretty. And you have to go through puzzles and stuff, and it's just kind of silly to be honest. At some times, yeah, because you have to collect mementos and you have to hop memories in this machine to get to why and how to change this guy's past mm. to make him remember different things. Yeah, um, and it's just really really. Yeah. It's like really excellent. <laughs> it's really excellently and well done. So we've done pretty well. We've two games down in twenty minutes. Yeah. Nice. Right. No, that's three. Three? Oh yeah, yeah it is three. Last of Us. Oh, that's um, fine. Years oh, of War three. and this one. Nice. Right. I'm gonna do a fourth game. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a game number Which four. Which one have you picked? Go. Spec Ops: The Line. This is a game that everyone needs to play. I give you the range. I don't don't even care if you have no interest in shooters. I don't even care if you've got no interest in the story. You need to play Spec Ops: The Line for what it does story-wise, and its comments on patriotism. Uh, the entire story is based around uh, this one guy. That's fine. That that keeps happening. Yeah, That's right. not going to do anything. It's going to be okay. I'm just checking that it's, it's fine. Okay. It says here that your station's still broadcasting. That's okay. okay good. We're good. As long as that connects, Don't worry, still a sign just good. came up on yeah. one of the computer screens, and uh, this is my first one in the booth, yeah. so that worried me. It's all good. Bit. You're the second person I've had to explain this to, so I'm, I'm used to this by now. <laughs> But yeah, um, so you play as a soldier who goes in. Um, I don't, God damn it, what's his name? Um, I think it's Walker, Sergeant Walker. I think his name is. I can't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And what he does is he goes in to take out this guy called Joseph Conrad, who took um, a whole battalion of troops into Dubai, who have had uh, just this massive sandstorm. The entirety of Dubai is just covered, and they've got a real water shortage as well. So there's like no water anywhere. And you're going through, and every time you're going around, you're told that this Conrad fellow was a really bad egg, uh, which is an awful way to put it, considering that How he... How do I get the feeling you meet him eventually? Uh, mm, you, uh, so you're going around, and you're seeing all these atrocious things that he's done, and all this sort of stuff. And um, I it... I remember something about this game. You but probably will have seen something about this game. There's three endings. I think and there's yeah, three yeah, endings. Three. But what, uh, what happens is halfway through the game, there is a section um, that w is known as the white phosphorus section. And what it is, is you've got a heavily armed um, set of guards at a blockade. And you need to get rid of them because you need to progress in the game. You know, it's a game, you have to do that. And uh, to get rid of them, you use white phosphorus, which burns oh, uh, yeah, all the this time. Is the one I have seen. And what happens is you use it and everything's fine. You think everything's okay. You go in and there were refugees in there. There were mothers and children and you see them yep, this is the one and I you've seen. you've like burned them and you've you've killed them essentially yeah, by yourself weird. your mic is being really weird it just can't sit still. it's fine just adjust yourself around the mic yeah but yeah it um so it basically um changes like your entire perception of all of your actions because you've done this because you think that jo this joseph conrad guy is awful but you've just murdered women and children because you needed to get past, I guess. Ignore me, I didn't mean and, um, so you get to the end of the game and you're like, I'm going to kill this guy. This guy's been like the enemy the entire game. Turns out Joseph Conrad's died. He's been dead this entire time. He, he tried, he tried to get the people out of Dubai. He tried to do an evacuation and, uh, it went horribly wrong and a lot of people died and he couldn't take the guilt. So he killed himself before you even got there. 
There's a all bridge of with hanging people. On yeah. It. Yeah, this is what I thought. All of the events that have occurred in the game are a result of you. You've done all of this. And you only went in because you wanted to be a hero. The only reason you're there is because you wanted to be. And it takes all of these actions and all of this stuff that you've seen throughout the entire game and it puts it into an entirely new perspective of the fact that you are a completely just warped and twisted mind. And it is a very good representation of post-traumatic stress disorder where things that you're seeing um, cause you to react in certain ways. You can get extreme reactions from certain other things. It can change your entire perception of the world around you. And essentially there are three ways you can end the game either you can return to the normal world knowing that people know you did this and you will be arrested you can end your own life or you can become what you sought to stop you can end up becoming the joseph conrad that you came there essentially to prevent from happening and it is a really excellent representation of how your worldview can be changed due to things that you can't entirely control. And it really is the sort of game that everyone needs to play regardless of whether or not they like shooters, regardless of genre, regardless of anything. This is a game that is a necessity. It doesn't matter what you like and it doesn't matter how you think about modern shooters. This is something entirely different. A bit late, but spoilers. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's... it's an it's an entire an game on yeah, its head. It's, an, it's even older than, like... It's older than The Last of Us. It, this is a e really old game. Like This yeah. is from mid-last generation. Yeah, that this was... Is a, uh, yeah. um, like I, yeah. I watch a lot of te top 10s. So yeah. That one was on uh, ga best games with alternate endings. Yeah. This, this game will have been on a lot of games with harrowing endings, games with twists, yeah. um, games with shocking twists, that games with... think about yeah. your actions. Yeah, and it is like a sort of moment where you're like, why did I do that? There was no one told me to do it. It's just they they were in the way, and you begin to realise that perhaps that wasn't what you were supposed to be doing. Perhaps perhaps you should have just route. not. Maybe you should. There is no other route. You can't do anything. But maybe you should have just not. And if you hadn't, possibly things could have gone better. But yeah, it's a it's a really deep look at the way that it PTSD can affect someone. It's a deep look at guilt as well because you like your character is trying to deflect blame for all of this onto someone and who no longer exists. The previous person as well. Mm couldn't deal with the fact that they yeah. managed and or tried and failed to, to save people yeah. because he cared not because he wanted to be a no. hero and he still managed to get all of them killed mm. because it well yeah because they ended up dead because yeah. the, you know evacuation mission failed it really it really is an amazing game that i think everyone definitely needs to play at some point in their life someone need someone needs to just sit you down and just go that one's this is a thing you need to play guilt leading to depression leading to suicide yeah a lot with uh, conrad mm. Do you have another one? Uh, or do you want me to keep going with my well list? I, you need to have a look at your list. To, I need to get my list. Sit down. <laughs> right. oh, Lord um, one of the ones I have is uh, called Fran Bow. And if you have heard of it, then you know what I'm on about. And Never heard of it in my life. If you haven't, uh, then I will lead on with saying there's a little girl. Um, and it's That's a point and No, it's not. But it's a point and click. And um, you play as this little girl called Fran Bow. Uh, and it's black and white at first and it's just a story base with uh, text coming up and some music playing in the background, all lovely. Your parents have given you a cat and everything's fine and your aunt's come to visit. And then you see this scary creature outside your window and you hear screams and um, you check and your parents have been cut to pieces. And oh. that's not 
a uh, that's not an exaggeration. They're literally it's black and white with only uh, red being the only color for blood. So it's like gone all Schindler's List. Um, yeah, but only in the beginning. Mm. Um, when it's telling the and when it's telling basically. the prologue story, yeah. Uh, and you wake up in um, a mental hospital, and this is like the 1950s. So if you play this game, don't take it as a real representation yeah. of you know um, mental health help places because mm. it's not. This is like 19. It's almost like a it's almost like a video game based period piece on yes, how it was. It is. Um, how it and it's to, also from the viewpoint of, of a child. Man. She's she yeah she's a child. Yeah. She's I don't know, uh, eight, mm. I think. So she's this is an eight-year-old who, you know, has lost her parents because somebody murdered them in a asylum, uh, and she wants to find her cat because obviously that didn't come with her. No. Um, so the way she views it is that it's dank and that it's dark and that it's you know really horrible and, and nasty. Not, d- not dank in the way that memes are dank. Oh God! In the I bad was using dank. The real word. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but people would mistake it. Yeah, but, um, you know, because it's from her viewpoint and she doesn't want to be there, it mm. is not a good representation of how, like, how mental health yeah. clinics and stuff and, and actual asylums, because they're not meant to use they're you as a to prisoner scare, or torture you. They're meant to help. You. Yeah. But this I mean, we don't use right. asylums anymore. We don't use no. mental health prisons well, or not, institutions. Well, they're not called we asylums. They're, um, they're just sort they're of... Just cent- they're centres. They're... Yes. The centres of um, um, help that you can t- yes you can take people to who really struggle with it. Mm. But uh, anyway, she gets given these pills by the doctor that's meant to help just calm her down that mm. kind of thing. And and someone has it's messed like with them. Mellow her out. Mm. Someone's messed with them, and she has this hallucination of like pieces because you now you're now in colour and three D and it's a point and click. So. Um, you get, you know, you're on the therapist chair and you wake up and mm. you've got Dr. Dern, who is your your person who sees all the children in the hospital. Because mm. um, this is just the can we Can side. we please call them Dick Dern throughout the entirety of this? You want to. Just to lighten the mood a little bit. Well, you don't see him Dirk very much. Dr. Dern. But he's the, thing, the point is, what you don't focus on is that he's actually a really good person that's trying to help her. Because she mm. takes the pill... Um, and then she hallucinates and suddenly there's a screaming noise in your ear um, and you see pieces of meat and then pieces of her parents start falling from the sky and landing and she just faints. And immediately... Not surprising. Yeah, well, she was, it's basically a living nightmare because yeah. it's called deluxetine or something like that. And there is actually... It's not sinister. Yeah, but there is a real pill oh that yeah. is called that. Or no, it's duotine, sorry. Don't mm. mistake deluxetine for duotine. No, in the game it's duotine. Um, mm. and she takes it and she faints and um, the doctor immediately goes over, scoops her up and checks her head and says, nurse, don't you ever give her anything like this ever again. Mm. So actually, you know, He's the doctor was never the bad guy. No. Um, but eventually she uses the pills because they almost switch to an alternate reality. Mm. So she full on hallucinates and gets out of the hospital, starts wandering around the countryside and she meets this person called... Um, Oh, God, I've lost his name. But he's a big, tall skeleton mm. man. And he's very... He's actually really nice. Um, all, I can think of is, all I can think of is Papyrus from Underwa- Undertale. No. It's not um, I haven't played it, so I wouldn't know. Uh, not, not Ipswich, because that's definitely something else. What the hell was that? Oh, don't worry. Never mind. My phone. I'm just looking something up on my phone, because uh, it's a lot okay. easier. 
but um, you find this guy and he tries to help you out and you go to all these different um, places mm. in using these pills and such and solving puzzles because it's a point and click. You've got to have lots of puzzles yeah. and places to go um, and all these different characters. And it's weird because the um, so it's divided into five dimensions. Mm. Life and then something brighter. Yeah. And then literally light. And then you've got um, back the other way is just sort of grey and then like just darkness. Yeah. So I'm just going to look Fran, Bow, uh, Di, Dimensions. There it is, straight away. Um, and I'm just trying to, yeah, five realms of essential existence. Um, first one is Primeve, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically like heaven. Yeah. Because it's it's ruled by the um, Valakas, which is uh, when you see them in the game, they're basically like spirits wearing masks that are like blank. It's very sort of um, Japanese style animation when mm. it's done. Um, second reality, reality, and I'm going to murder this whoever wrote it. Ethersta. So the reality of life is what it says, um, and then the third. Is the human world, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, and consciousness and willpower. The fourth is death. It would. That's the skeletal man. It would um, is why he's a skeleton. Mm. And he travels around time and he just, he's trying to help you. He's a good person. Yeah. Or thing, because he's not really he's a, a person. He's a good being. Ah, here it is. The fifth realm is the realm of darkness ruled by Mother Mabuka. And Remor is her son, the one you blame through the murder of your parents, when actually he didn't do it he's mm. sent to scare people but he doesn't really do it but they're um referred to as luciferns because like hell and lucifer yeah, and yeah. such. gotta make that comparison mm-hmm. boy but she travels between all of these realms meeting all the different people because she wants her cat back including things you see in the asylum are what end up being part of the outside mm. Um, and when you're in the asylum and you take the pill, because it's red in a little thing in the corner, and you just click on it to open the different realm, um, you see behind all the kids... They're really getting into it. I'm not sure what they're... Bit. I don't know what they're playing. I'm not sure our mics are sensitive they're playing enough to take No, it I don't think they're sensitive enough to pick it up, but they're playing Wii Sports and they're getting properly into this. Well, no, Alex is getting properly into Indy's it. Indy's getting into it as well. I can hear Indy. <laughs> but no, she travels between the worlds, and uh, when you're in the asylum, you see... Because you wander around, you look in the um, in the windows of the doors for when people are in straitjackets and such. Like I said, 1950s, so mm. that's not legal anymore. Um, Thank God. So you see these two uh, conjoined, this conjoined twins, mm. and later on you meet two conjoined girls living in a house at the um, bottom of a well. Yeah. Which sounds really weird, and when you take the pill, you. Um, you're at the bottom of a well, but when you take it again, you're in the house. And it's oh, really okay. odd because at the end, you find out your aunt's the one, yes, yeah, spoilers, your aunt's the one who murdered your um, your family. Mm. And uh, your cat is, uh, I can't remember if the cat lives. I think, yeah, the cat lives. Yay, cat lives. <laughs> the cat's alive, it's fine. Um, you know, the doctor, not Dr. Dern, because he's a good person. Oh, no, no, Dr. Dern. He's, I think okay. he ends up okay because yeah. Sa- Fran saves him from um, the okay. head 
doctor that was running the asylum. Yeah. Um, that fan was a special girl in some way and he wanted to use her and stuff. Um, and then all of her friends from the different dimensions come and save her. Oh, okay. So, because they wanted to, like, take her brain out, mm. basically. Very similar. There's a lot of, there's a lot of taking out brains yeah, today. Yeah, this is The Last of Us as well. Mm. And then she rides off and becomes part of um, Ithurster and stuff and goes to live there because it's so much better. Um... Uh, with the cat and just and it would and everyone it seems to it doesn't answer your questions because you finish with it and the aunt and the doctor um try and tell you it's not real and so does dr dern but you don't believe you it know, they well they talk to you and then your friends turn up and talk to them and they mm. acknowledge that they exist um, and, uh, you know, it would p- it punches somebody mm. and it, it has an effect. So the question is, is she all hallucinating this just before she's about to die as they kill her? And, you know, she's her going off to a thurster with her cat and it would and, and the Polontrus, which is like a basically a really cute flying dog thing with um, like front paws, but a mm. big, long, fluffy tail. Um, her going off to a thurster and stuff is her mind coping with the fact that she's about to die mm. because the rest of the time she might have been in the asylum the whole time and she never escaped and yeah. she's been hallucinating this whole time mm. but she didn't deal with the death of her parents and she couldn't do I'm it. I'm assuming not. She was eight years old. Be yeah, a bit much to ask of an eight-year-old to deal with the whole, oh yes, your parents were murdered and it was your aunt who did it. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't know that until yeah. after but the fact that you know, even with the therapy and everything, um, she mm. stole the pills and kept taking them. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't going to have her brain removed and she hallucinated that as well. And the pills yeah. what ended up killing her because she overdosed. Yeah. There's a lot of questions There's that you don't get answered. There's a lot of questions that aren't answered, yeah. Um, and it just carries on like it because uh, in the game, they say there isn't good and evil. If I... Just a lot of neutrality. Read it. I'm going to pick the one I want to do next because <laughs> we've only got... We've only got 18 minutes to go. Really? Wow. Yeah, you've been talking about this one for... Well, it's a very large one because it's... Almost 10 minutes. It talks about how, you know, the doctor's trying to help, but from a child's point mm. of view who doesn't want to be there, everyone's perceived as evil mm. and it's perceived as a bad place when they're yeah. only trying to help her. And, and you know, yeah. the fact that people... It's all about the negative perceptions it. of the world when mm. you're going through something like grief. Well, I also wanted to make the fact that if you do play the game and you have... Um, you know, a mental problem at this point. Mm. That's not what they look like. That's not what the no. centers are like at all. This is based, you know, 1950s, yeah. 60s, when people were still allowed to do, you know, electric mm. shock therapy. And that's people, totally people are more like Doctor Dern now. Oh, he, where he, they he, care. Yeah, he. Um, they care they just more. They con. They talk about uh, the traditional good and evil doesn't really exist in the game, um, and it's just. The whole thing is about life, happiness, open-mindedness, generosity, mm. uh, death, guilt, fear, and agony, and all yeah. sorts of different stuff. It just It's meant to try and show you the perspective, because Fran is very clever. Mm. She's quite naive, but she's also very clever, and sometimes she goes around and actually kills things in order to try and get her cat back. That was dark. Yeah, a uh, beetle pig. For an eight-year-old. Beetle pig. Um, she gets an axe and she kills it and gives its meat to 
the owner of it because um, she wants a f- he thinks he knows where her cat is. Christ. Or no, she thinks that the beetle pig ate her cat. Jesus. So if she cuts it open, it'll still be alive inside. Mm, yeah. When actually it was a rat. Yeah. So this is one of the few times where I think a game I'm about to talk about might be able to lighten the tone. <laughs> Lord Almighty. Well, she's. Right. It's just yeah. the art style is very gruesome too. Like it's it's 3D point and click, but it's hand drawn. Mm. Um, and there's just a lot of yeah. blood and very. It's just really quite unpleasant, mm. but it's interesting. Yeah. The puzzles are quite difficult. Mm. And it's you know it shows you yeah. the difference of perspective compared mm. to different people. I'm going to talk about two games now uh, that are related only by genre. And uh, the first one I'm going to talk about will be a very very quick one, and that is uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, which deals with post traumatic stress disorder. Now, and and hallucinations as well. Now, if you haven't played Hang it, on. if you haven't played it, play it because it's one of the better Call of Duties. I argue it's the second best behind Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare doesn't deal with something like this. It deals with MK Ultra. Now, if you don't know what MK Ultra is, um, go on the internet. People love MK Ultra on the internet, but um, MK Ultra is essentially the um, Cold War attempt by the Americans to create mind-wiped super soldiers. So what they did was they they would hypnotize you and brainwash you into working for them, and they would then send you in as like a sleeper agent, and then they activate it and all that sort of thing. Um, and essentially what happens in this game is you have, uh, you're playing as your main character and you've been in, uh, captured and put in a Soviet gulag, which is like a, a prisoner of war camp. It's a prison and you're tasked with escaping. And you escape with the help of this nice man who's a Russian called Viktor Reznov. And Reznov is like this cool dude. He's pretty, he's pretty baller. He's great. Um, and you escape and you keep going through the game. Everything's all good. Reznov's tight. Um, and you're like doing all the stuff with Reznov. And then you get to the end of the game and you find out that Reznov died in the gulag before you escaped. Reznov didn't make it out. You've been talking to yourself this entire time. I played this and I found this twist and was like, that doesn't work. I went back and played it again. It made sense. No one even acknowledges Reznov's existence. You're the only human being that talks to him. And actually, there's lines of dialogue from other soldiers who are around you that you might not necessarily pick up on because they're not in cutscenes. But it's like they question As why you're talking to yourself, yeah. why you're doing all of this stuff. As you're wandering around, yeah. you end up talking to him because it's just what you do. Yeah. And then you're not actually, mm. he's not actually there. He's not really there. And overall, it, it really is quite this, this surreal experience knowing that all of the stuff Reznov did was you. You did all that stuff. And he does some, like, pretty bad things. Like, he kills some, like, dudes in some really messed up ways. Mm. And he... All that stuff was you. And it was all down to the fact that you were a part of this project. And that got you in there. It got you out of there. And then you went crazy. And due to this post-traumatic stress disorder that you had from what happened in the escape from the gulag and Reznov dying, you sort of just assume he's still there and you hallucinate him being there the entire time. And that is a really like poignant thing, especially for something like Call of Duty to tackle. It's quite, it's well, quite it makes deep a nice for a game like that. It makes these kind of games. Yeah, because it was most the last. Time you expect it to be yeah. a lot less um, deep. Yeah, you just expect cough, it to cough, be press F to pay respects. Cough, cough. Yeah, but yeah, it that was a really deep moment. And then the other one I really want to talk about quickly before we finish is because um, we've only got like seven minutes is uh, Halo. Again, not another series you'd think deals with anything to do with mental Which illness. Which one was that then? Uh, Halo 4. It was Halo 4. Halo 4 deals with loss. 
in a very, very gut-wrenching way, especially if you're a Halo fan. Because what happens is you get to the final boss fight and the entire, the entire game, uh, the whole conflict is Cortana has rampancy. And this is what happens to an AI when they reach five years old or seven years old, I think it might be, no, it's seven. When they reach seven years old and what happens is they, they start to break down. They, they can't function anymore properly. They start to sort of lose their mind a little bit. No one's ever let one go before after that because it, you know, bad things will happen if you let that occur. And essentially, the entire game is because Cortana's the only person Master Chief has. He's you trying to save her. her. So he's like running around trying to find the person who she's based on, Dr. Halsey, to try and help save her. And there's nothing he can do. And then the final fight with... Um, the Didact, who's the final boss of the game, which is an awful boss fight, but oh well. Um, what Cortana does is she sacrifices herself to save Master Chief in her last moment of sanity. And she splits herself into seven parts and she ties him down so that, you know, Master Chief can get rid of the Didact and everything's fine. And Master Chief falls. And it, you wake up in this, like, white room. And you don't know what's going on. You can't hear Cortana. She's not in your ear. Her, like, chip's gone from your suit. You don't know what's going on. And you're, like, calling for her. And then she's just there in front of you, standing like a normal person right there. And that's the only time this has ever happened in the series. She's never been there. She's always been on, like, a little monitor or just in your helmet. But she, you've never physically seen her as a human-sized person. Mm. And so, in other words, like an android. Yeah. And you see her and you're like questioning all this stuff and you don't know what's going on and she's like talking to you and explaining what's happening and then just the last moment that broke me as a man <laughs> she comes over to chief who she's never like she's not a physical being she's an artificial intelligence yeah but you still love her yeah and chief does and she loves him and she comes over to chief and she just puts her hand on his chest and just touches him for the first ever time and the last one isn't and she just says you have no idea how long I've waited to do that. And then with that, she just starts fading. And he's like, no, we can fix this. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then she's like, goodbye, John. And then she just leaves. She's gone. She she's disappeared. There's, there's nothing. And it cuts to um, Master Chief and picked up. He's on um, this spaceship, uh, the, USS Infinit uh, the UNSC Infinity. Um, which is the largest ship in the UNSC fleet. Why am I saying this isn't applicable? Um, <laughs> showing off my nerdy Halo knowledge. Um, and the UNSC Infinity, you're on it, you're on board, and you're just staring. Master Chief's just staring out a window. Next and uh, Captain Lasky comes over, who's like the captain of the Infinity, and he comes over, and he's all like, you did all you could. You did everything you possibly could, John. That You couldn't have saved her. He just doesn't speak. He doesn't speak at all. He says no words. He doesn't have to. He just says nothing. And it's more powerful than games where people go into this massive monologue as to why they're sad. And instead of doing that, Master Chief just stands there. And he just listens to everything Lasky has to say and then just leaves. He just walks off without saying a single word. And you know exactly what he's feeling. You never he's see his face. Broken. He's just a broken there's man. There's nothing because that could be said yeah. or no. there's no point in shedding tears. Yeah. He's the just his best friend, broken on the inside. His best friend is is gone and he's never going to see her again and that genuinely as a, as a human being that I, I played through that and i was like no no stop it halo your entire thing is i shoot aliens in the face and they go and then they explode and confetti comes out of their head and Cantano congratulates you for doing a good job master chief and then mm. you're happy 
Yeah, I'm like, congratulate him, and then everything will be fine. And then instead of that... She's gone. She's gone, and she just disappears. She comes back in the next game, so it's completely irrelevant and takes away from the what entire point. What was the point, point. Of that? Exactly, I don't know. The, but Halo 5's awful, don't even get me started. But um, but he goes on this whole trek to find her, because he's, she's, he's obsessed with her, and all he wants is to have her back. And he takes her side on everything, and even when she's like killing people that she really shouldn't be doing, she's like... He's just like, it's fine. What you're doing is okay, but you need to come back to me. You need to. We need to be this this Together unit again. again. And she ends up saving his life at the end because she puts him in this like like holding cell, almost him and his squad. And she's like, you're gonna stay here until my work's done, until I'm finished, and then you're gonna be the last people because you're Master Chief and you're great. So in other words, just saving him because she wants to keep him like a pet. Pretty much. She goes a bit crazy. Oh, Halo 5 um, really does sound bad. Yeah, Halo 5 is awful. Halo 4 has a very emotionally impactful ending. It makes me cry every time I play it. I played it three times. It genuinely... I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's one of the few games that will make me physically bawl. I can't do Last every time. of Us beginning without... Like, at my strongest, mm. I've just got tears running down my face. Yeah. The weakest, I'm honestly sobbing. Mm. But, you know, like making so much yeah. noise and like my mum and my sister will come in and go, is there a dying dog in here or yeah. something? It's like... No, I showed my friend... I showed my friend <laughs> the entire 25-minute opening like prologue to the game. And I was just sitting there just watching it with her. And when it finished, she just turned to me and just went, why would you show me that? And then just like, I, I was just like, that's what video games can do. You want to play some, you want to play some Mass Effect instead? Oh God, don't get started on Mass Effect. We don't Effect. have time for Mass no, Effect. we really don't. Because we have got literally a minute left, everyone. So thank you very, very much for listening. It's oh. been it's been good fun. It's been much bounce. Mm. When are we back on? When's um, the next one? It's above I'm my head. I'm on I'm at assuming. eleven. We are on at eleven. We're on at eleven. We've got Ben coming in for and that then one. We've got uh, six a.m. If you can even be bothered to stay up that if long, you're awake, we will want to die. If you're awake, <laughs> come <laughs> come holler at us. Ben will be in for the eleven episode because the eleven episode is a standard episode. We will be talking about E3. We're talking about all the yeah. all the stuff that went down, all the conferences and all that sort of thing. The new games that should be coming out all, all, soon. All as them, well. all them hot games, hot but games yeah. coming off the press like hot potatoes, that throwing them in your face. Definitely can't afford. Definitely them. cannot afford them. That <laughs> is that is not something we can afford to do. But yeah, thank you so much for and listening. I will join you it, all when six you play. of you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there yeah, are six, six people. You. So yeah, hey thank guys. you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's been a guys. it's been a 